Shelly, today's episode is a little different. I have no idea what's about to go down. I know. I'm leading the charge today. I literally know nothing. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Are you? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) It's like riding a bike. I got this. Okay. Do I? I don't know. We're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Be right back. Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gig girl's girlfriend who's taking the charge, leading the way today, trying to figure out her own darn life. Yeah, I just altered it. Okay, well, you need to introduce yourself. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know where that was going. Got a little derailed, but that's it went okay. Very, it went far. Did it? We're going to get it back on track. You know, the first thing I want to talk about before we jump into this whole thing mm-hmm. is that weird Trump re-election ad that played. Oh, God. In the Atlanta area. <laughs> yeah, we got an email from someone or a, a Facebook message, and they were like, um, they're playing Trump ads on your podcast, <laughs> and we don't want to be political. No, especially not. We're, yeah, we're for sure certain, not in certain support. ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come we're, on. We're not a political podcast. We are not we are a political not, pod- podcast. We don't get into all that. There are lots of podcasts that do. Ours is not one. Um, so anyway, we contacted the host, Spreaker, to get this figured out. Um, I'm like, help, Mayday. Mm-hmm. Uh, ads we don't want running. Help us, help us. So they uh, yanked it right away. Yeah. They were really great about it. Evidently, they have advertisers that they work with that just sort of supply a bunch of different ads to yeah. them. Well, they're supposed to flag political ones. Yeah. How did that sneak through? I don't know. And they said they're looking into it. Okay. So I just think that the volume of stuff coming in. And the ads are different regionally. So they're sure. going to be different in your area compared to somebody else's area. If you hear something real weird, not just sea minerals. Oh, that's a great that one. That don't sound like sea minerals. <laughs> <laughs> we love that one, by the way. We will not be deleting that one. But if you hear something that's like, huh, I don't think that aligns with the values that I'm hearing on this podcast, please let us know. Yeah, please do. And we will attempt to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish we had a little more control. Yeah. Over some of those ads, but we are not in position. I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast once again, and she talks about how she's only going to advertise what she believes in. I wish we were at that point. I wish <laughs> we had the Brene Brown influence. Well, she has like 10 million yeah. uh, social media like, right. fans or whatever. And I'm guessing she probably does not need the ad income, so she— uh... Well, she has to pay her staff. She has people who help her with the podcast that want to get paid. So that's probably well, sure, why. Sure, but I mean, pre podcast, she was doing. No, 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 no. She but, personally doesn't need that. Right. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not like, I can't pay rent unless I run a Trump ad. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen. We, uh, we need random ads a little bit more than she does, I think. It's true. Mm-hmm. So thanks for your patience. Yes. And please let us know. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the podcast awards. Uh, Through the end of July, the end of this month, you can nominate us in the uh, podcast awards. It's called the Podcast Awards of the People's Choice. 
The best way to do this is just to go to our website. I have put all the information on our homepage. Just scroll down a little bit. That's latterdaylesbian.org. It's right there. Uh, We're in two categories, the people's choice, which is the first category, and LGBTQ, about halfway down the page. Uh, Some people are like, why aren't you in the religious category? I couldn't pick that many. And there's a lot of like actual religious podcasts out there, and we're not. Like we're an ex-religion podcast. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to know where to put us because we're sometimes— <laughs> Don't put me in a box. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're LGBTQ+, mm-hmm. but we're also ex-religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we get a little spiritual. We get a little self-helpy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Comedy. Yeah, I, exactly. So it's, it's hard to know exactly. Porn? Um, underboob? Sure. <laughs> is that porn? Oh, we win the underboob category. Do they have an underboob category? They don't, but we would totally take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, podcast awards through the end of July. We'd love your vote. Yes. Vote for us. Do it. That's as political as we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Vote. Vote for us. Exactly. All right. Uh, I was going to follow up also on that birthday conversation. Remember a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this conversation with my mother. Oh, yeah. Surrounding our birthdays. Mm-hmm. And you had requested that I talk to her about it. You remember? I do, because my parents called you and sang you happy birthday. Yes. And your mother, in return, when you told her it was my birthday, Mm -hmm. she was like, oh. Yes. With no, tell her happy birthday, or that's nice. Exactly. Or Or what did you all do on her birthday? Nothing. Big fat zero. Yes, crickets. Mm -hmm. So I did. Next time I talked to her, I brought it up. And you know, it was super gentle, the way Mm -hmm. that I brought it up. Seriously. Um, We were talking about how she's pretty much estranged from one of my sisters. Mm -hmm. And she said, at least I have two daughters that will talk to me. Mm -hmm. And so I use that as a segue. Great segue. (laughs) To say, that is true, Mom. And you know what would make those conversations that we have a little easier? Mm -hmm. That's a good segue. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Is if you would acknowledge Shelly when I bring her up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's hurtful to me when you don't even acknowledge her. I said, maybe you just didn't know what to say when I told you Shelly's birthday was two days earlier and how unusual it is that our birthdays are two days apart. Isn't that weird to not know what to say when someone says it's someone's birthday? Uh-huh. You, I know. There's a natural rea- reaction of, oh, happy birthday. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> right. There, there is something that should come out of her mouth, but apparently uh-huh. that made her uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we are lesbians. Anyway, yeah. carry yeah. on. Yeah, she doesn't want to acknowledge anything lesbian because mm-hmm. to her— any acknowledgement is an approval. Yeah. That's what that is to her. Yeah. So anyway, she agreed. She didn't know what to say. And I said, well, you could have said, happy belated birthday, Shelly. That is a, I a, was for sitting instance, right next to you. You really were. Yeah. You really were. And she said she would try. She did. And uh, we seemed to wrap it up well. Mm-hmm. Then... <laughs> I got an email. Yeah. She had an, an overnight <laughs> to think about it. Yeah. She said... When I talk with Amy on the phone, who's one of my sisters, I hardly ask her about her husband unless she brings him up. When I talk to your other sister on the phone, I hardly ever ask her about her husband unless she brings him up. So then she said, you are being too sensitive, but sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm too sensitive, but I'm sweet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your mom. And then I was like, well, maybe you could ask about their husbands. Why wouldn't you ask about their husbands? Right. These are important people in their life. Why wouldn't you ask your children about their lives and the people who are the most important to them? I don't understand. 
She's not winning any Mother of the Year no. awards. <laughs> no. No. She's massively failing. Do not vote for her. Yeah. So I replied that it would make her more endearing, more lovable, mm-hmm. and less prickly if she showed a little more compassion and interest in her children's lives. Yes. And then she wrote back this ridiculous <laughs> email. Was she in her cups? No, this is just who she is. <laughs> well, she is old. Yeah. To not just me, but then she included my two sisters. Talk about histrionics. She said, do you know what it's like to be labeled unlovable? You're saying that not even God can find me lovable. Well, he can't because he doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Who knows? I, I'm like, Mom. So okay. now she's the victim. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. And, of course. And the biggest victim because you just told her that not even God. I did say that, didn't can I? Love her. You sure? You sure should. <laughs> hey, Mom. Guess what? Not even God could love you. Yeah. So I just wrote back to my. I'm sure my sisters were so confused. I just wrote back to everybody. I was like, Okay, Mom has made this public. So let me just tell everybody what's going on. I gave them the context mm-hmm. about how I said. You could be more lovable, less prickly. Right. Which is not the same thing as saying, you are unlovable. Nope. No one can love you. No. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Family drama. It's like just when you think your mom has actually listened and is is going to make a better attempt, mm-hmm. then she sleeps on it, and then she wakes up, and she's like, fuck that. Where's right. my email? Yeah. And she's going to reply at, like, victim mode. Well, I believe— She's a narcissist mm-hmm. and can't take responsibility for anything. Yeah. She can't be wrong. Right. It's too painful, I think, for certain people to be wrong. Like, they can't look at their own actions or lack of actions sometimes and say, how can I work on myself? How can mm-hmm. I maybe tweak these responses or my right. actions? Because it's just like, oh, my God, I'm a bad person. I think that's what happens maybe in the mind of a narcissist. Maybe we need a real specialist on the here to, to figure yeah, that any out. any narcissism specialists <laughs> in the crowd. But I feel anyone. like they can't look at themselves because it's too somehow it's too painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that does speak to my mother's childhood where she felt like she was to blame a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She had a super judgy, blamey family. hmm uh, starting with the horrible grandmother. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw her under the bus. But anyway, that's what's been going on with that. That's, well, that's what so happens fun. when I try to talk to my mother about something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I do appreciate you attempting. Attempting. It makes me feel good. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's just a struggle. Yeah. I find it exhausting Yeah. trying to have these meaningful dialogues with my mother where I try to stand up for myself. And in a loving way. Like, I wasn't an asshole about it. I didn't right. hang up the phone. I didn't yell. I made a request that I thought was reasonable in a, you know, gentle voice. Mm-hmm. Didn't raise my voice. Mm-hmm. Didn't get defensive. I didn't think. But uh, backfired. So there you go. Did it backfire, though? I mean, I <laughs> you said your piece. I did. I did. She can do with it what she wants. Yes. She twisted it, clearly. Yeah. because she, she said your piece. Because mm-hmm, she always has to have the last word, and she always has to be right about everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's on her. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you have a parent or someone in your life like this. <laughs> Lots of people do. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on to another delicate topic. You want to? Oh, no. Like a delicate <laughs> little flower? What are, we, what are we doing now? I'm just sitting here. Like, seriously, I everyone, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> Mary's like, I got this episode, so I'm just sitting here waiting to see what she comes up with. Well, and I also wanted to give you a little break because I know it can be taxing yeah. to always come up with the um, subjects and stuff for the episode and it's, research lot, the stuff. And Yeah, there's a lot of work put into that. It yeah. does get tiresome. I enjoy it. I enjoy doing the podcast, but I do get—I need a break. Sometimes. I'm giving you yeah. a break. Thank you. And we've got uh, Diana coming on 
in about a week mm-hmm. to uh, also give you a break. She's going to lead that one as well, and mm-hmm. that should be a real fun one. Mm-hmm. She was talking about some sort of play in the newlywed game. Oh, dear. <laughs> Wrong music. I don't That's know the newlywed Benny game. Hill. <laughs> I know. I don't know the newlywed game music. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. Da, da, da. No, Price Family right. Feud. Oh, family family feud. feud. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, da, 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 bum, 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 but it would, it would be fun bum. to come up with some game show music. Well, why don't we look up the newlywed music and just slightly alter it? You know, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> or we'll just sing it. How That's easy work? enough. All right. <laughs> Do I have to re-record something? Maybe. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we'll get back to y'all on that. Okay, so this was the sensitive subject. Okay. And again, I want to be super gentle and loving to these particular listeners when I deliver this message. So all the love, you mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. all the love. This is specifically to the male listeners who like to refer to themselves as lesbians. Mm, mm-hmm. And you know what? I appreciate the thought behind it. I do. I really, really do. To me, you're maybe saying, I love and cherish women so much that I must be a lesbian because not all men do that, mm-hmm. right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're saying. Sometimes I feel like it's their way of trying to bond with us yes. and our mutual like for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, so the intention is good. The intention is good. Maybe they're trying to come across as an ally. Maybe they're trying to say they're safe. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. We want safe allies mm-hmm. in men. We absolutely do. But here's why I don't think you should use the label, in my opinion. Okay. A, you don't identify as female. That seems like an obvious reason. Mm-hmm. B, you haven't experienced the weightiness that can come with that title, and I was going to explain this. So in my particular experience, I lost a bunch of weight, sleep, I withdrew from my straight friends, lived in hiding, terrified of being found out just because of who I was, Yeah, because I was a lesbian. Uh, guys, you never had to shirk in fear when your girlfriend attempted to take your hand in public, mm-hmm. let alone try to kiss you. Uh, you weren't name-called and harassed because of your sexual identity. You didn't have to feel repulsed by a label you yourself found disgusting. Until one day, you didn't. That's what happened to me. So and one day, I embraced the word lesbian. Mm-hmm. But it took a long time. I thought that was a super distasteful word. I didn't like it. And I'm not saying it's a requirement to feel those exact things Mm -hmm. to identify as a lesbian, but at the very least, I feel like you have to make an announcement about who you are, sexually speaking, that's different from who you are presumed to be. So you have to come out, right? in other words, as a lesbian. And and a man coming out as liking women isn't a coming out at all. No. (laughs) That's expected. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of my opinion about it. Doesn't mean I don't care for you guys 100%. And you're not alone. If you're thinking, oh, shit, shit, she's talking about me. Sure, you and like a thousand other guys have mm-hmm. talked to in my life yeah. <laughs> that and, have said that to I me. And I think they say it in a, in a way to bond or be an ally. Like the, the intention oh, yeah. is good, but just maybe think about it. Yes. Uh, from the perspective of an actual lesbian. Yes. Okay, well, that's all I wanted to say about that. Well, way to go. All right. You didn't get finish that off it my chest. with, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Mm. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any of that. I didn't. Uh, next, I think we should throw it to Brother Ben. What? 
Yeah, we've got a Fanny. Is he going to throw check. it to Fanny? Well, for sure he is. Turn the time over? He's going to turn it over. We have got uh, another segment of Sister Fanny Fact Checks, Deep Dives into Dire Doctrine. Quadruple D. Not a tongue twister <laughs> at all? <laughs> no. All right, let's turn it over. And now we turn the time over to Sister Fanny Fact Check. Thank you, Brother Ben for allowing little old womanly me to make noises into the microphone while you and all the other brethren go off to use the bathroom and dick around on Instagram until a man starts talking again. Today's deep dive into dire doctrine is all about the Holy of Holies. The name Holy of Holies matches other scriptural superlatives like Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Song of Songs. So, Holy of Holies... And let's not even pretend that that phrase does not make us all think about genitalia when we hear it. After all, if your body is a temple, it needs that one special extra awesome off-limits bit, doesn't it? (sighs) And if you hadn't thought of it before, you're welcome. Originally, the Holy of Holies referred to that place in the ancient Hebrew temple where Moses and his followers kept the tablets engraved by the hand of the Lord with the Ten Commandments or as today's Christians know them, the four suggestions. The temple was holy, and the room it was in was the holy of holies. And really, when God has given divine word that he wants every person on earth to adhere to, what better way to spread those words than by enclosing them in a special box, not allowing anybody to touch it and killing anyone who does? And then putting the lid on the box, putting the box behind a curtain in the back of a forbidden room with no windows, only allowing a single person to ever go in that room and only on one day a year, and making sure this person never turns his back toward the box, even though for the most part he's in the pitch black in that room. That's the way to make sure everybody in the world knows God's laws. But that's the Old Testament, Holy of Holies. Mormons have their own special take on temples, so of course the Holy of Holies is different in those temples as well. Actually, sisters, there's only one temple with the Holy of Holies, and it's in Salt Lake City. This is a special round room, just off the Celestial Room, and it is basically Jesus' downtown office. He only has appointments with one person, just like in the Hebrew Bible, and if you guess that that one special person is Russell M. Nelson, the one true and barely living prophet of the Lord? You are right. The temple is the place where the earthly and the heavenly come together, and that means the Holy of Holies is where Rusty comes to see Jesus, and Jesus comes to give instructions to his homeboy, Rusty. And then they hang out and watch reality TV. Lately, Jesus hasn't had a thing to say about his church hiding over $100 billion in tithing from the members, or how Mormons support a leader who cages children, or how the world was going to have a pandemic disease, or how the LDS were going to disappoint the NAACP by using their leaders as a photo op before ignoring all the actual needs they had. But Jesus has said, that it breaks his tiny, brittle, godless son heart when somebody says the word Mormon, and that if someone accidentally allows gay BYU kids to hug each other, that 
evil permission must be reversed before anybody's hands find their way to the Holy of Holies. Because if your Jesus cares more about healing the sick, comforting the traumatized children, and trying to overcome centuries of injustice more than he cares about who you allow near your Holy of Holies is obviously not Mormon Jesus. And I say this in his name, even Mormon Jesus, middle initial Christ. Amen. Well, thanks, sister, for that insight into completely made-up scriptural superlatives. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, Mormons. (laughs) Right? Funny. (laughs) All right. You know what's next on the list, don't you? What? A foam pod from Bryce Blankenagle. Oh, God. Fuck you, Bryce Blankenagle. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you'll get it. So this past weekend— we went to a winery. Oh, that's right. In Leesburg. With masks on. Thank you very much. We did. Leesburg, Virginia has some wineries. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And we randomly ran into friends of ours. Yeah, Jenny and Jake. Ex-Mormons. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on the cruise with us. They were on the or cruise we with us. we were on the cruise with them. I don't know. Yep. They listen to the podcast, or at least Jenny does. I'm not sure. Does Jake listen to the podcast? He better. Hmm. Jake, Jake, are you sucks. listening? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho... Um, I quizzed them. You went to the bathroom or you went somewhere. No, you made me go stand somewhere oh, else. I did do that, you didn't did. I? did, yeah. I didn't just, <laughs> I'm going to run to the restroom, talk amongst yourselves. Right, you right, were right. like, can you go over there for a bit? <laughs> I just went and looked out the window at the, at the vineyard. It was pretty, though, wasn't it? Was. it? Did you yeah. have a little moment of reflection? No. I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see if they had any idea. Did they? No, they didn't. Okay. So that gave me hope that well, we'll you We'll see if not. I was a better Mormon. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, should we... Cue music. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is Egyptus. As in, who or what is Egyptus? My only guess would be some kind of weird ass actual translation of the um the Abraham stuff. Abraham stuff? The Book of Abraham. You didn't know the Mormons had a Book of Abraham, did you? (laughs) Well, Abraham wasn't a book in the Bible, so Joseph was like, you know what? You know who needs a book of the Bible? No, he bought or he got a hold of, like, scrolls. Oh, okay. That's Oh, you know what? I'm going to use that in return as a fumbod. So my answer is that's the language that the Book of Abraham was actually in. Oh, it's a language. Wait, buzzer or no buzzer? Um, it's a buzzer. <sighs> it's not a language. God damn it. So it is from the Book of Abraham, however. Oh, I'm in there. Give me yeah. a half buzzer. It's not a language. But it could be the guy that made the language. <laughs> All right. Do you want to hear this explanation or not? <laughs> Go ahead. Egyptus is the mother of the unnamed woman who discovered Egypt. Egyptus was the wife of Ham, and um, Ham was descended from Noah. Wasn't he Noah's son? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Their daughter discovered Egypt, evidently, oh. and settled her sons there. Her eldest son was the first pharaoh, according to Joseph Smith. Uh-huh. Bryce continues to write information. I love Bryce Blankenagel. Fuck you, Bryce. Why is this important? It was through Ham and Egyptus that the curse was preserved. Oh, God. The curse of the Negro race? Probably. And well, is there that, another curse? And I say that as quoting. I would never say that oh, as a sure. real human being. <laughs> was there another curse mentioned? No. Okay. So it has to be. Yeah. 
Book of Moses, pearl of great price, he says. For behold, the Lord shall curse the land with much heat, and the barrenness thereof shall go forth forever. And there was a blackness come upon all the children of Canaan, that they were despised among all people. Now he's quoting from the book of Abraham, Mm -hmm. pearl of great price. What's this pearl of great price thing? It's more made-up scripture supposedly discovered and found later. Okay, so is it like a collection including yes. the Book of Abraham and the yes. Book of Moses? Okay, which aren't in the real Bible, just in Correct. case anyone's curious. <laughs> They're like, I haven't heard of that. That's because it's not real. Right. So this next quote comes from Book of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Now, this king of Egypt was a descendant from the loins of Ham. Mm. <laughs> I love a good ham loin, not going to lie. <laughs> and was a partaker of the blood of the Canaanites by birth. Partaker. Does that mean he was like a cannibal? He partook of the blood of uh, the Canaanites. It's just a weird way to say shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. From this descent sprang all the Egyptians, and thus the blood of the Canaanites was preserved in the land, the land of Egypt being first discovered by a woman. Wow. Mm. That's a pretty big deal for Mormons, Mm -hmm. to give a woman credit for anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the woman who is the daughter of Ham and the daughter of Egyptus, which in the Chaldean signifies that which is forbidden. Oh, they mixed races. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. Shame on them. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> when this woman discovered the land, it was under water, who afterwards settled her sons in it, and thus from Ham sprang that race which preserved the curse of blackness in the land. God, Joseph Smith had quite the imagination, Mm -hmm. quite the racist imagination. Oh, for sure. By the way. Why was it underwater? I don't know. I don't know. If it was underwater, then why did she place their sons there? Like, can they swim? (laughs) Right? Did they circle? floaties. (laughs) I'm placing you here. God. Oh, my God. You know, I'm starting to think it's all fake. I agree. And it's funny listening to Bryce Blankenagle's explanations for everything because, you know, he explains it in a way that a scholar would. Right. But it's still fucking ridiculous. You know, it's just using bigger words because he's pulling from actual writings from these stupid ass people. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, oh, book of Abraham, book of Moses. And I laugh because it's like not in the actual Bible, but Mm -hmm. you know, who's to say that like first Kings, second Kings or whatever in the actual Bible are any more legit. You know what I mean? Just because they're older, I guess. And to a reminder of Courtney Ariel, how she said that if you are reading any scripture, you can guarantee that it has been filtered through translators who were patriarchs. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's your foam pod, Egyptus. Huh. Discovered Egypt. But she also slept with... She slept with Ham. Okay. She, she, so she's the re- Okay. She is the bloodline through which the curse was continued. I suppose. So Joseph Smith isn't actually like giving her credit for discovering Egypt. He's like, you're the reason. There's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joseph, you bigot. And which came first, the discovering of Egypt or the name Egyptus? Mm. Did she be like, hey, I discovered this place and now I'm, I'm named after this place? Is that what happened? <laughs> It doesn't matter. Either way, she was a sinner because she carried on (laughs) the curse of darkness. Yeah. Or was Ham the sinner who slept with her? They're all sinners. They're (laughs) for sure Ham because he was dark. Ham loin. (laughs) Oh, he was dark. Ham was dark. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. He was dark-skinned, Ham? Yeah, that's like the origins of the black people, according to Mormons. Oh, okay. He's the one who carried on the curse, but he got the curse into Egypt, apparently, through 
Egyptus. <laughs> and this is all nonsense bullshit. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. Mm-hmm. No matter how any race came to be, it's not because of a curse. Right. Stupid right. Mormons. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Thanks, Bryce. <laughs> now, don't get confused when you're going to your next college class if they ever open colleges again. <laughs> and uh, somehow have this in your mind that this is actual real shit. And mm-hmm. then raise your hand and be like, actually, because <laughs> you're going to look like a fool. Unless, of course, you're attending BYU. And then they'll be like, yeah. yeah. In the book of Moses. <laughs> yeah. In the book of Abraham. In the Pearl of Great Price. In the Doctrine and Covenants. In the New Translation of Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, every time I hear Pearl of Great Price, I'm reminded of the John Steinbeck book called The Pearl. Oh. Yeah. So oh. there you have it. I think of pearls before swine. All right. Well. There you go. There you go. <laughs> pearl necklace? Sure. Oh, no. 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 Cancel. <laughs> that one, that just took a, a dark turn. Dark turn. So uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we should uh, take a little break. I do need to pee. Okay. All right. And we come back, we've got an evangelical Mad Lib. Oh, wait, I have to come up with the nouns, verbs. Yes, oh, you God. do. Okay, all right, I'm good at this. I'm good with you these. You got this? Yep, not right. worried. Okay, we'll be right back. We are back. Just so you know, I was sitting on the toilet practicing my nouns, verbs, and adjectives. Were you? Mm-hmm. Huh. Sounds like a great place for inspiration. Did you come up with some good ones? Hundred uh, percent. Plunger. Yep. Um, flapper. Flapper. Yeah, that's a part of the toilet. Oh, it's part of the um, you know, yeah, mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Of the toilet. You are such a good lesbian that you know the mechanics. <laughs> oh, I've fixed a toilet flapper in my time. <laughs> they wear out. Okay. <laughs> They're cheap. It's easy to do. Okay, I'm handy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. Or right. handsy. Oh. Okay. Sometimes it's more, more me, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. for sure, you're handsy. I can be handsy. Can be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, I need to uh, up the uh, up the handsy, handsy game. <laughs> game factor. <laughs> okay. Uh, are we ready to do this Mad Lib? Yes. You want to say cue music? Cue. Is it a music thing? It mm-hmm. is a music thing. Okay. Cue music. And now. What? That seems a little dramatic. It's dramatic. <laughs> Okay, we'll go with it. The moment we've all been waiting for, Evangelical Madness. There you go. (laughs) There we have it. (laughs) So first, Shelly, we're going to need from you a plural noun. Boogers. (laughs) I'm 12, by the way. (laughs) Uh, We need a person. Uh, I'm going to go with our good friend, Kimberly Anderson. Uh, Okay. I'm sure she'll appreciate it when she hears this song. Will she? Well, let's just say it's in place of Jesus. Oh, God. Literally. (laughs) Okay. Kimberly, you're welcome. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Next, we need an adjective. Creamy. God. It's a good one. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Now we need a body part. I'm going to go with earlobe. Earlobe. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me write that down. Click it in there. I'm clicking it. Clickety-clack. Are you going to sing this when this is done? Well, yeah. About time. I'm usually (laughs) the one singing, and it sounds like shittish. Oh, that's not true. Mm -hmm. All right, now we want a place. A place. Hell. It kind of (laughs) works. I mean, it is a religious song, after all. Keep in mind. Okay. Adverb. Um, Lazily. Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. Don't, Don't question... 
<laughs> my knowledge. <laughs> Shit. All right, we need two more things, a noun and another noun. Two nouns. Two nouns. Uh, okay. Tampon. Oh, my God. What? It's just funny. <laughs> okay. Tampons are funny. One more. Um, cockroach. Okay. Cockroach. Also has the word cock in it. It's always <laughs> so fun. I, I couldn't. I needed to throw <laughs> cock in there somewhere. Jeez. And there you go. Okay, here we go. You ready? You ready for this? I don't know. Am I? We're going to try it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready. You've got this. Okay, here we go. Turn your boogers upon Kimberly Anderson. Look full in her creamy earlobe. And the things of hell will grow lazily dim in the light of her tampon and cockroach. Baby, that's kind of beautiful. <laughs> I want everyone to know that I arranged that instrumental music for this segment. Oh my today. god. Yeah, Mary's been spending entirely <laughs> too much time On preparing this for this episode. Well, but it's turning out phenomenally. <laughs> and I um in my defense as well, when I sing the Mad Libs, I don't have background music. So no, I that's just true. have to go for it on my own. Yeah, which is maybe cheating on my part. But it sounded brilliant. I hope mm-hmm. that everyone gets a recording of that and plays it on Sabbath mornings <laughs> to prepare to worship Kimberly Anderson's earlobe <laughs> and tampon. Creamy earlobe and tampon and cockroach. Yes. Jeez, <laughs> oh, sorry, Quite, Kimberly. Quite sorry. The combo. <laughs> Do you want to hear the original lyrics? Sure. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Not tampon and cockroach. No, I'm about the tampon and cockroach. Okay, so you grew up singing this? Oh, yeah. Evangelicals in the crowd. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. And are you familiar with the song? Because I am not. Well, the thing about evangelical churches, they do some hymns, Mm -hmm. a few, but they also have this segment that gets you ready for the sermon kind of get you in a mood. At least in the churches I've been to, they call it like praise and worship songs. Mm. So you'd have some rousing numbers where you clap your hands and that. Oh, it's there very is upbeat. no clapping in Mormon. <laughs> Sometimes there's a band at the these fuck? churches. I know. So you'd have those moments where it's all like clap your hands and get all crazy. Those are the praise songs. Okay. Then they segue into these slower songs, the worship choruses, to uh, worship Kimberly Anderson. <laughs> I, I just, the more we talk about this, the more I just hate organized religion. Oh, I know. It, oh, it's totally, it's it's heartstrings, right? Or what do yeah, you call yeah. it? Heart cell. Heart cell. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's trying to get you in that mood. It's going to make you feel something. going to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what this is. Whether you want to feel it or not. Mm-hmm. Whether it's real or not, they will make you feel it. Yeah, so I think it's kind of funny that I did this, like, you know, lovely instrumental thing. And then set it to goofy lyrics because does that? <laughs> Did you feel anything? I <laughs> uh, kind of felt like I was crawling with cockroaches oh, and tampons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where does Kimberly's earlobe come into play? Well, instead of looking full into Jesus's uh, wonderful face, you look into Kimberly's creamy earlobe. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. For Love sure. you, Kimberly. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> Hilarious. So, Shelly, uh, how do you think the episode's going so far? Great. Do you feel weird that you're not leading it? Um, you know what's funny is I feel distracted. 
Really? It's hard for you to concentrate? Yeah, but that might be because I'm having a weird, hard-to-concentrate day. Slightly depressed feeling? A little bit, yeah. A little bit so. today? Yeah. Struggling yeah. a little bit? Yeah, it's not horrible, but it's definitely uh, a little disconnected. Mm. How's the yeah. eye contact? Staring right at you. <laughs> so but it's I okay? I would rather be looking around. So that's challenging yes. today? Okay, so we're having a little struggle bus day. A little bit. Yeah, it happens. It for sure happens, as we discussed last week. And mm-hmm. one thing that I think last week when Kimberly was saying that we represented relationship goals for mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. it got me thinking, you know, we come across as always loving and supportive on this show. Yeah. And I think that's mostly true. Yeah, I really sure. do. But we have arguments. Like yeah. every couple, we mm-hmm. have arguments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't always handle things with grace or with tact or Mm -hmm. with empathy and love. We get there. Yeah. Sometimes we'll say things because we feel on the defense, like Mm -hmm. everybody, right? Yeah. And then we realize stuff later, and we apologize, and we we make it better. But we do have those moments that are challenging. I think my biggest challenge in the relationship has been— um, what I like to jokingly refer to as your entourage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, it was definitely like when all the DeWitts got together, Yeah, it was super intimidating for me. And that included, I think we used to hang out with your ex a lot more than yeah. we did. So it's and, pre, pre-ex having a girlfriend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. For some reason, that slowed down when he got a girlfriend. Yeah. Not sure what happened there. But, you know, you guys used to do more holidays together, more special occasions. And it wasn't that I was never welcome. I was always welcome. But still, when you get that big group together of people who are familiar with each other, family, a literal family, Mm -hmm. and then here I come as an outsider, that was hard for me. Yeah. It's a lot easier now. Good. The kids is a difficult one for me. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult area. And they come over one or two times a week. I have to gear up. Have you ever had to go into a situation that was difficult for you and then you kind of like gear up your body? Yeah. Like to anticipate what that's going to be like? You brace yourself. Brace yourself. That's it. Because generally I am pretty quiet. I'm I'm kind of a quiet person. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the TV on a whole lot. Like we definitely watch TV at night and stuff. But some people, you know, have the TV on all day long as background sound. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people that does that. I like a lot of downtime, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And kids have so much energy, right? Yeah. They're kids. All kids have tons of energy. They come in, TV's on, they're chasing the dogs, dogs are barking. It just, the energy goes from pretty much zero to a hundred as soon as the kids walk in. And so that's one thing that's challenging for me is that energy level. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things. And part of what I wanted to talk about today is the shame I feel. Mm-hmm. around this subject. I feel like I'm failing. Not just that I have difficulty with kids, and that's challenging on a case-by-case basis, but that I am a failure. And, you know, this is a vulnerable topic. Yeah, for sure. I have not really talked about this Mm-mm. because who wants to admit they feel like a failure? Right. The other thing I think I feel is imposter syndrome. Like, I just don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't belong here. I don't understand how I got here sometimes. Mm -hmm. They can see right through me. They can see that I'm not one of them. These are the feelings that I have. And then the other thing is, Shelly can do better. Shelly can find someone who is a natural at this and who enjoys it. 
And so I should run away. So that's the next feeling I get sometimes is I just want to run away. And I've just never really put all of that into words. Yeah. I think that's going to help just talking about it and and naming my emotions in this process Mm -hmm. because it's hard for me. It's hard for me. And I'm in no way I'm singling out your children in particular over kids in general. Right. This is a Mary and kids issue. Yeah. Because my my kids are actually, I would say, pretty well behaved. There's just a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And and they're typical fights and squabbles and Mm -hmm. he touched me and, you know, I didn't get the biggest cupcake. I mean, that's it's fucking kids, you know? No, for sure. I I mean, I have very little experience with it. Mm -hmm. You know, the funny thing is... I have worked in kids' television for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And kids' TV, they don't really portray real kids that well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what show I think does a pretty good job? Is Caillou. Because he's a brat? <laughs> he's a little asshole brat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say Arthur, because yeah. D.W. is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she's always, like, tattling on him and mm-hmm. always threatening him and, like, coercing him and yeah. doing what she wants. Well, she's worse than any of my kids. I <laughs> oh, mean, for shit. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of cartoons that show kids getting along all the time. Yeah, that's bullshit. There was a cartoon I saw, um, I don't know, it was a couple years ago maybe, where these kids made a mess and their nanny-like babysitter asked them one time, to clean it up. And they did so cheerfully. <laughs> On the first try, cheerfully Baby, cleaned that is up. not real life. I know. I know. I'm starting to think <laughs> this is all fake. <laughs> and I get it. You don't want to show a bunch of fighting and whatever, mm-hmm. not getting yeah. along on TV, because you're trying to model behavior, right? Right. So you want to show cooperation. Right. You want to show kindness on TV, because mm-hmm. you don't want kids to model more bickering, right? more I'm not being treated fairly, or whatever mm-hmm. is going through a kid's head at mm-hmm. that moment. You know, you don't want to model that for them. So I get it. But it's just kind of funny. It doesn't paint a realistic picture. Right. I had to laugh this last weekend, though. So Philip often leaves a candy wrapper, some sort of wrapper. You know what I've discovered also having kids around? What? Food comes in these tiny wrappers. It's so annoying (laughs) because Uh they get everywhere. Yeah. Snacks, candy, gum, what have you. Mm -hmm. Tiny little wrappers everywhere. It drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. Anyway, he needs encouragement, shall we say, to take his trash to the trash can. Right. Sometimes he gets it. Sometimes he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he needs some encouragement. Right. Right? So this last time, I said, hey, Philip. Uh, would you do me a favor and take your candy wrapper? And he also, we now have these snack boxes where we sort of pre-pack them with snacks. So right, they don't so have they're to, not asking me all day long if they can have something. Yeah. Right, because they eat a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing about kids. They eat constantly. Yes. <laughs> I've discovered a lot about mm-hmm. children. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, hey, Philip, would you mind taking your um, snack box and trash to the to the kitchen and throwing your trash out? crickets. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, oh man. So I was like, hey, Philip, nothing, no response. You know, all kids ignore their parents when they don't want to do something. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. You just, I don't hear you. La, 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 mm-hmm. la. It's funny because I had a moment of empathy for my mother because whenever we would do that, I would have had my face slapped. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Not every time. Right. I for sure would have had my butt slapped mm-hmm. or spanked. If I gave her any lip, if I rolled my eyes, if I stomped or yeah. huffed, 
about something that I was being asked to do, there would have been punishment. So my sisters and I learned to hide it. Yeah. Oh, we were well-behaved. We did what we were told, but we hid our resentment from our mother. Yeah. Like we would roll our eyes when our back was turned, you know? Yeah. And now look how great the relationships are. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to reach Philip on a level that he would understand. It did hurt my feelings. And in that way, I understand where my mother probably felt. When you're ignored or someone acts like you don't exist, it's a little hurtful, mm-hmm. you know? And I wanted to convey that to him, but in a way that it would make sense to him. Yeah. You know? So I came in the kitchen after realizing he was ignoring me. And he and his sister were there, Genevieve. And I said, hey, you guys, can you help me out with something? Am I invisible? I think I might be invisible. Can you see me? Can you see me right now? And then I said, wait a minute, can you hear what I'm saying? I feel like words are coming out of my mouth, but maybe you can't hear what I'm saying. Can you hear what I'm saying right now? (laughs) And he actually cracked a smile. And then he went and got his trash and stuff and brought it to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So it worked. I don't know if I could do that every time. (laughs) It's going to take some creativity. Uh But uh, yeah, so I, I look at that as a small victory. A huge victory, actually. Well, part of it is I've felt like an outsider mm-hmm. the entire time. And feeling like I'm in with them is challenging. Yeah. I think that kids are reluctant a lot of times to let their parents' new person into their life. They don't just open their arms and be like, hey, welcome to the family. Right, right. What's your story? You know, mm-hmm. that's just not how it goes. It takes a while. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time to feel like there's a connection there and there's Mm -hmm. relationships happening. So that has been my challenge. Yeah. And we just haven't really talked about it on this podcast before now. We haven't because I think it's the one thing that we continually discuss. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an argument. Sometimes it's a discussion. Yeah. Because I know that I don't want my kids growing up never knowing you. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to pressure you to get involved more than you can handle because I know it's a lot. Yeah. And sometimes I kind of lose my patience and I just want you to change. Right. You know, in my low moments, I'm like, oh, my God, can't you just blah, blah, blah. And that's not fair. Well, and at those moments, I'm thinking, why can't I just be different? Yeah. So we're both wanting me to change at that moment. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like that I put that pressure on you. So, for example, when you say... I feel like an outsider. My reaction, my thoughts are you don't you don't need to be. Just join us, you know? But that's again asking you to be someone different. It's hard for me to listen to you complain about being an outsider when you're totally welcomed in, but you don't want to be in because it's overwhelming. So it's this this roundabout thing that we don't know. There's no easy solution. Right, exactly. And you're welcoming. I know you welcome me in. Mm-hmm. And you don't speak for all of your children. So for instance, Simon, I feel like, just ignores me most of the time. But this past weekend, mm-hmm. we played this game. By the way, this game, you guys, is <laughs> so ridiculous. This game ridiculous. brings families together. <laughs> it's called Bob Ross, The Art of Chill Game. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we played it with um, your older kids. Yeah. And Simon was in that group. And I feel like he and I sort of connected for the first time in a really, really long time. Yeah. Because before, if I would go to one of his Little League games— or whatever, and that was a while ago because there's no little league this summer, and he didn't do that shit anymore. Right now, yeah. Especially if he lost the game, there was no talking to him. No, like he shut down. Yeah, you know. Well, and 
Simon's not a talker anyway. Right. He's he's not one to come up to you and have a conversation. Right. He's also not one, if you come up and start a conversation, he's not one to really continue it. He will give you a two-word answer. Exactly. But playing the game, I mean, you really saw his personality start to come out. Uh-huh. And that that's fun because he does have a fun personality. Right. You only really have one kid that is an extrovert so far. Yeah, Sabrina. Yes. So it's easy <laughs> to have a conversation with her and sure. to get to know her a little bit. Your other kids are challenging. You have a bunch of introverts. I do, I do. But I also look at their memories of you when they get older and their version of you, whatever you want to call it. It's not based around you guys sitting down and having these deep conversations. Mm -hmm. It's just based around you being in the picture and you going to see one of their games or you playing games with us or or you— um, you know, watching a show with us or whatever, just just being there. It has, mm-hmm. it, and eventually they might want to chat with you. I don't know. They don't want to t- talk to me. They're not really— They're not chatty yeah, kids. Yeah, they're really not. I usually have to start a conversation, and, it, and it'll con- it'll carry on, you know. Yeah. But they're not that chatty, but just having you around. Like, my kids come over now, and I just play with them more. Like, I'll go play basketball with them or mm-hmm. go scooter with them, and they think that's awesome. We're not sitting down and talking about the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. We're just getting to know each other better on a on a playful level, I guess, because I was not on the playful mom plane for a long time there at the end of the marriage. Hmm. So you're making up for lost time, maybe. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I haven't seen my kids so happy oh, in good. such a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. And they love to come over, all of the kids, every age. Yeah. You know, played a game of of horse, like basketball horse, you know, me and four of the older kids. And we had a blast. And again, we didn't talk about anything that mattered, but we spent time together. Mm -hmm. And that's going to mean something. And so, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what you're not understanding because, you you know, why would you? You don't have kids and it's okay. But that time spent with the kids, sometimes it's the quantity more than the quality. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like just being around and just, just being there. Yeah. I like the activities. When when the kids are fending for themselves, things tend to get a little chaotic, you know? Sure. Like, if you leave, I get a little panicked. Remember that commercial where the—I can't remember what this is for, but the young couple has a baby, and they come over to visit grandparents, mm-hmm. and then they just drop the baby off, essentially, and take off. Right. And the grandpa is holding the baby out, like, two feet in front of him, and he's, like, <laughs> hobbling down the street. Don't leave me with a baby! Don't leave me with a baby! <laughs> In my defense, I'm not sure I've left you. I did take a nap once because I was exhausted. And again, because you you haven't raised kids, it's it's like being a parent doesn't involve watching their every move. Sometimes you just have to take a break and let them do their own thing, watch a show, get in an argument, make up, whatever. Parenting doesn't need to be, I need to keep an eye on them like a hawk the entire time. Now, having said that, you also have to understand that because they're kids, when you don't watch them like a hawk, they're going to make a mess. Mm-hmm. They're likely going to get into an argument. Mm-hmm. They might pester the dogs. You know, they might spill something and not clean it up. And that's part of it. Yeah. And I know that's that's very difficult for you. Well, it's not something that back in the old Mary days, mm-hmm. I would have chosen ever. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely new for me mm-hmm. and challenging. Yeah. It gets easier as your kids get older. Like, I think I have great relationships with your oldest kid, for instance, and even the the next two after that, I think I have pretty good relationships Absolutely. with. Oh, and it gets easier for me, too. I think most moms out there would say it gets easier as they get a little older because mm-hmm. they're more self-sufficient. You can have a conversation. Yeah. Um, you can reason with them. Yeah, and talk about potentially more interesting things than who took the last Cheeto. 
<laughs> That's like a fight to the death. That's a knife fight to the I'm death. I'm like, come on, we have goldfish. Do we have to concentrate on the Cheetos so I want much? the Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. And does it have to come in a tiny little package? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know with the wrapper that gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway. It's been a struggle. It has. Yeah. Um, it's not unsolvable, mm-hmm. but it is an ongoing issue for us. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We do always communicate. Yeah. And I think that we are ultimately loving mm-hmm. with our discussions. It just sometimes takes a minute to get there. Yeah. Usually arguments, and I would say this in general, um, start with hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. And the hurt feelings usually get uh, reactions. And once we move through the reactions, then we get to, okay, what are we actually talking about here? And then we talk it through and we try to come up with newer solutions. And we haven't come up with anything that's like perfect yet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a challenging one because basically we are an odd match in some regards. Yes, for sure. Because I'm not a kid person and you have seven of them. Yes, (laughs) correct. (laughs) File that under what were we thinking? Yeah. But yet here we are. Yeah. Making it happen. It's going to be ongoing, Mm -hmm. but um, but hopeful, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No, I think so. I think we've had some really good discussions about it lately. You really opened up and told me how you feel. Like sometimes you feel you just want to run away. Yeah, uh, that made me feel for you. Also made me realize that that we need we need to work on this because at the same time that I don't want you to feel like you have to run away. Like my heart hurts for you when you get so anxious about it that you just want to bail. Mm-hmm. My heart also feels for my children and that I don't want you to be known to them as mom's girlfriend who was never around. That's not an example to show them of how their mother's one true love relationship is working out at the same time, you know? And from my perspective, that is the extreme end of the spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't always bail. No. No, for sure. I mean, every time we grill, I do the cooking. You crush it. I crush the grilling. Mm -hmm. They see me out there. Remember um, how Cassidy, your youngest, (laughs) (laughs) came out? It reminds me of the story of Jesus healing the lepers. Remember he healed like 10 lepers? And only one came back. Only one came back. So I'm out there grilling. And the first wave of burgers and hot dogs go into the house, Mm -hmm. and she eats her burger. And Mm -hmm. she was skeptical before this. She was like, you know, I really just want to eat it at this one restaurant or something. She just wanted a restaurant burger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she came out, and she said— and I was like, Cassidy, did you eat your burger already? Because it might be getting cold in there. And she said, that burger— was as good as the restaurant that I like. <laughs> and then she so thanked me yeah. for making it. Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. Yeah, not bad for a seven-year-old. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, unprompted. Mm-hmm. That was real sweet. Mm-hmm. So there's that. The art of chill game is now a thing. Yes. I, I think mind. gameplay with the older kids is going to be helpful for yes. you, like board games and stuff, because they're fun kids, those yeah. older ones. Yeah. I tend to like the organized activities mm-hmm. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like watching a kid movie is fine. Yeah. You know, Frozen 8, whatever. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> okay. But it seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any of you out there listening have had this same struggle Issue. with blended families, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. This doesn't even have to be directed at the lesbians. It can that's be true. anybody. Mm-hmm. Um who one partner has kids and the other has never had kids. So it doesn't really have much experience. Has this been a battle for you as well? So Yeah, interesting mm-hmm. to find that out. Okay, well, that is all I have on that uh, on that topic. That's good. It's good to get, out, get that out there. I think that will prompt discussion in the discussion group, which, by the way, those of you listening, if you have not joined the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook, get it 
together. It's an awesome group. Yeah, super supportive. And it's completely free. Yep. Yep. So please join us. Uh, You have to answer a few easy questions like, what are our dogs' names? That's Eddie and Domino. Although if you come up with creative names, we'll let you in anyway because it's it's entertainment. (laughs) Orbitsky, as I like to call Domino. Uh uh He's a little bit Orbitsky. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's a foom pod? That's the other question. So if you can answer those, you are in. In like Flynn. Okay. Who's Flynn, by the I, way? I don't know, but, I don't. I'm, but I'm in like him. Okay. Or her. I don't know. Let's take one final break, and then when we get back, talk about Patreons and stuff. Let's do it. Did I say Patreons? Is that what I said? Yeah, it was weird. Patreons? Patrons okay, from I know. Patreon. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And channels. Yes. Okay. Indeed. Be right back. We are back. Back like... Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jinx. Okay. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the patrons, I just wanted to make a little mention that our friends at Apostate Coffee are taking a break. Taking a break. Yeah. COVID's been rough on them. They've had to make a big move, and so they're taking a little break. Yeah, they actually physically moved their location. They did. Yeah, they? that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have, I'm pretty sure, merchandise on their website. They're yeah. just not um, processing coffee at the moment. Correct. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, so we have removed that from our $20 level. Mm-hmm. But now if you sign up, you can get a mug, a Latter-day Lesbian mug. We're sending out our mugs? We are. However, what? However, what? we love all of you who are already at the $20 level. If you've already received coffee, you're not going to get a mug. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But new signer-uppers, is that a thing? Tis. <laughs> at the $20 level mm-hmm. and above, will get a, a mug. If you mm-hmm. haven't already received coffee, you get a mug. There, there you, go. you go. Just let us know your address. Okay. Speaking of addresses, we have a new snail mail address. We do. That we we wanted to mention. We got a post office box. We do. Got a little P.O. box. I feel all professional. Do you? I don't know. (laughs) Well, in case you want to send us a a letter or whatever, like an actual letter with a stamp, you can. Just address it to our attention, Mary and Shelley, at P.O. Box 1164, P.O. Box 1164. Four, Vienna, Virginia, two two one eight three. And you know, if I can get my act together, I'll put that on um, our contact page. Good idea on our website. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to remember to do that. So start sending us shit, <laughs> <laughs> or not. Whatever you do, you yeah. Once in a while, we get like a fun postcard or a letter from a listener. Yeah. Those are we great. always enjoy that. Yeah, we sure do. Um, do you want to get into our patrons? Shall I list them? List them. First one we have is Joanne, and I'm going to do her whole last name, Rafulowitz, because oh. Joanne does not remember hearing her name before. So, Joanne Rafulowitz. Okay. Joanne Rafulowitz. Did you say it correctly? I did don't you, know. Did you pronounce the, her last name Rofulo- correctly? I mean, I don't know how else you would say it. R-O-F-U-L-O-W-I-T-Z. First name, Joanne. So much for anonymity. all right second one skylar deets and yeah i'm saying his name you know why wow he's our t-shirt model he is skylar you sexy thing thank you for joining (laughs) us on patreon you know this reminds me i created um a couple of evidently on redbubble you can make masks now oh yeah like covid masks Mm -hmm. and i have one with exmo on there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and one with latter-day lesbian logo I should put those up on the on the shop page on our website. Yes, please. I'm do. giving myself a lot to do. I was actually looking for it because I wanted to get one, but I couldn't find it. Okay, I will do that, and okay. then I want to send one to Skyler mm-hmm. so he can model the face mask with no shirt. 
<laughs> if he's comfortable doing that. Of course he is. He's Skylar. He's our, our T-shirt model. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Skylar. Yes, thank you. All right, next, Mariposa. Does that mean butterfly? I think it does. Well, Mariposa. Mariposa. Yeah. Thank you, Mariposa. I wonder if she says it Mariposa or Mariposa or butterfly. Well, Probably Mariposa. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Next, Shoshana or Shoshana. I think it's Shoshana. 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 Thank you. It reminds me when I lived in, in Alabama, it was right by the Shoshone River. Oh. Have no idea if that has anything to do with you, Shoshana. But I don't think so. I think one I think the one you're talking about maybe is a Native American term. Likely. And I think Shoshana is typically a Jewish name. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Well, shit, Shoshana. <laughs> well, let shit, Shoshana. Well, shit, Shoshana, let us know. Huh. <laughs> Lastly, Danielle K. Nice, Danielle K. Wait, wait, wait. We, we can't just say K. Here's how we're going to play this. I'm going to say a K word, and then you're going to say a K word, and we're going to keep going until we can't think of any K words. I go <laughs> first. Kite. Killer. Kitten. Crazy with a K, not a thing. No, you lose. <laughs> Just like that, boom. Last one we, we said was kitten, I think. Crazy glue does have a K. God, no, you can't do that. It's kitten. Danielle right, kitten. Fine. Thank you. I win. All right, channels members. <laughs> we have three to announce. Millie C.B. Vanilli. Millie C.B. Vanilli. Just so you know, you can give yourself whatever damn name you want on channels, and it's awesome. Millie <laughs> is super fun on channels. Next is Chris D, thank you, Chris D, for being mm-hmm. on channels. You are also super fun. And finally, Tracy H. I'm pretty sure Tracy's in Pennsylvania. I'm almost positive. If I'm wrong, Tracy H., call me out on it. Okay. Thank you from Virginia. Yes, to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're having a lot We're of fun neighbors. on channels. We're neighbors. Yes. We're neighbors, practically. Mary, tell everyone how to join all the things. All the things. Okay, so Patreon is patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian to sign up. And on channels, the easiest way is to go to our website, latterdaylesbian.org slash polo, and get more info and sign up right there. Because, you know, channels is brought to us by our friends at Marco, Marco Polo. polo. We're going to thank Leave It In, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Let's Dan. do it. <laughs> at Extension Audio. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Appreciate you. Yeah, he's been helping me out lately. I'm trying to figure out how to remote record better. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, this is real technical, but sometimes when we record, exactly, I get bleed. Like, it sounds like our microphone is there in their room. So it's like I hear, I'm hearing us on their channel. And I hate that. I hate that so much. But if I record through a phone line, it sounds weird and compressed in a strange way. All right. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> this technical moment has been brought to you by Dan at Extension Audio. There we go. <laughs> Okay, that's it for this week. All right. Next week, Newlywed Game with Diana, we think? I think that's what we're doing. We'll see. All right. Wrong music. That's, again, Benny Hill. Okay. All right, everybody. Take care this week. Steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.